Shomrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at Marvel Zombies Volume 1, Collecting Issues 1 to 5 of the 2006 Marvel series by Robert Kirkman and Sean Phillips. Uh, uh, uh. Sorry, Ben, I've just had a quick poo there before we started the podcast. Benjamin, I thought it was 2005. Is it not 2005? Well, I've said 2006, Michael. No, it is 2006. I'm almost okay. certain. Very good. Okay, well, Benjamin. Yeah. I was doing a zombie sound there. You were, yeah. To, to fit in with the theme of the episode. But yeah. humorously enough, Ben, in a kind of a flipping over of what's going on, it's not really that kind of zombies, is it? No, it's not at all, Michael. They're an awful bunch of articulate boys and girls. Mm. They're having a chat. They're doing a quip. They're uh, they're being gross. They're being gross and horrible. Gro- gross and horrible being the operative two words of the day. Those are our Sesame Street words of the day. Yes, Benjamin. This is gross and horrible. This is one of the. I'm I'm forever accusing you of presenting with either the best thing or the worst thing that I've ever read, and this is easily the worst thing that I've ever read. Yeah, and we we gave that prize to uh, the, the Seven Deadly Sins. Hmm. Um, but that was good and the worst thing you ever read, Michael. But in my opinion, this oh. is not so good and the worst oh, thing I've ever read. Oh, I see what you're doing. Benjamin, before we get into too much about whether or not it's any use. Yeah. What bleeding is bleeding? Now, Ben, this is yeah. co- this is Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club. It is, So yeah. we're going to go ahead and assume that everyone who's listening to this has already read the comic. If you haven't, pause now. Yeah. Go read it. Yeah. And come back. And come back and hop up on the Discord. Give us your feelings and opinions. But Benjamin, yeah, what even is Marvel Zombies in all and anyways? Well, Michael, as you pointed out on our other podcast, your looks, your listen, the pop, mm. co- the podcast takes a pop at culture. Michael, yeah, Benjamin, that was you who came up with that tagline that you've just flubbed there. No, it was Shane. Good. Oh, it was Shane. He's Shane. he's crafty. Uh, he came isn't up he? with that. Po- I won't. I won't steal Shane's thunder in that regard. But anyway, Michael, you pointed out very aptly on that podcast that mm. the Marvel zombie universe yes had its roots in the ultimate comics Fantastic Four ah by Warren Ellis by Warren Ellis one Warren Ellis Michael and apparently that was an interdimensional virus even then Michael mm. when it was in Delicious. the ultimate universe right go on so anyway, it made its way to the Ultimates... Uh, no, it made its way to a parallel dimension in the Ultimates universe, which was masquerading as Earth-616 at one point. Oh, very clever. Cunning. Yes, and then the, the zombies got in everywhere. The zombies they're got just, in everywhere, Michael. They're everywhere, Ben. They're worse in many ways than COVID. Worse than COVID. The, 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 the zombie versus COVID was way worse than our COVID, Michael. We mm. found a cure for our zombieism. It's called a yeah. vaccination. You just go get one. Just go get one. Why don't you? Just go get one. I don't want to hear about it if you don't want one. I don't want to hear about it. I don't, don't care. Want to hear it. <laughs> uh, anyway, apart from being political, Michael, that's not really within our spectrum, both political, politically wise or, Michael, um, yep. seeing the origin of the virus because it's not presented to us in these five issues. No, Benjamin, we just opened that first page and all of a sudden there's Magneto. He's looking all gangly and like he's having a bit of a rough old time. Yeah, the strangest serial mascot of all time, Magneto. Yes. Yeah, and he's not having a great time, Michael. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> he's having a rough <laughs> old time, Ben. Days. He's having such a rough time, he's nearly turned you into Morty from the show Rick and Morty. Almost. I dodged a bullet there. Dodged Very a bullet. Very good. Benjamin. Yeah. 
there he's there it's a classic opening scene of many a movie or a TV show or a comic book where we've got one character on the run from a, a gang of evil doers. But this time, Ben, the evil doers aren't your classic evil doers, they're your beloved comic book superheroes, but they're all gross and their teeth are all sticking out. Yeah, because the first thing that goes is dental hygiene when you turn into a zombie boy. <laughs> Apparently almost instantly. If yeah, this comic is to be believed, <laughs> the second you get bitten you just got no more lips and you got teeth sticking out all over the place. Sean Phillips has a weird skull fetish, man, and he's making it work. He's making it work for him, Ben. He's just doing jaggedy teeth all over the place. Look at this zombie aesthetic, and it's definitely not a fetish I have for skulls. Don't look mm. into that, please. Benjamin. Yeah. Of course, Magneto escapes as we would expect him to escape, and everything turns out fine. Yeah, it all ends up happier after Magneto escapes. Um, he has a cure. He makes the cure himself out of nothing. He just goes, oh, I've just thought of a cure. Here it is. He's very clever. Um, yeah, he's a mutant. And it turns out it's magnets and then everything's mm. fine. Yeah. Benjamin, that is, of course, a lie. It, in fact, he gets eaten in a horrible and disgusting way. In a horrible and disgusting <laughs> way. And the shame is, Michael, he's really holding his own. Um, if if you were a Magneto fan, mm. and many Which people many are, people Michael, are, Yeah, many people are. You'd like that issue one as Magneto kind of holding his own against the Avengers. Because mm. essentially he does. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of winning a little bit. Yeah, he's just like, fuck you, I'm the master of magnetism. Kiai! I've got girder. shields, I'm doing any sort of thing with shields. Yeah. Woo. Look, there's a but, building, it's on top of you now. Boom. But then, Ben, he takes a little stumble, I think. Is that how they get him? Yeah, uh, no, it's much worse than that, Michael. Bloody wasp. Oh, it's always Wasp. She's so she's, sneaky. She's miniature, Michael. And she sneaks up on him. And she gives him a little nick in Wasp form. And then she mm. just grows up. And she's like, ah, gotcha. Oh, very unpleasant. And he's just like, oh, you son of a bitch. Where did you come from? And he gives mm. one of the best lines of the whole comic. He's like, I hope you choke on me. Mm. As, they, uh, as they start to devour him. Yes. Ben, this is where it gets really quite horrible before that it was a kind of horror themed action comic yeah but now it's crossed over the line into the purest truest horror in the sense that it's not monsters coming to scare you and jump out at you and go ah and it's not you know oh think about across the depths of space what mysteries lie beyond the comprehension of humans it's a character you know and are familiar with being eaten in a blasé way by other characters you know and are familiar with. One of the strangest things about Michael is it, it genuinely is, for most of the run, for most of the five mm. issues, a comic where nothing happens. Mm. Well, quite a lot happens. Yeah, except for it, but it's all gross and horrible stuff and none of it gives you hope. So there's no hope. There's, there's no hope. There's only Hope Van Dyne, but she's called Janet in this. So it doesn't <laughs> work. Janet that joke doesn't work. Oh, she's not having a great time. Benjamin, she doesn't have a great time. And that leads us on to the fact that uh, as far as character assassinations go, this this is a classic 2005 continuation of the character assassination of Hank Pym. Hank Pym is a real dickbag, Michael. Uh, see, see, Ben, he wasn't always. He, <laughs> he gave his wife a slap. Beating. He gave his, he gave his <laughs> wife a slap that time. Was he mind controlled? I don't know. But by God, is Hank Pym the go to if you need someone to be an asshole? Uh, here, here, come here to me, come here to me, come here mm. to me. We need an absolute twat. Who have we got? Who have we got? Have we got? Have we still got Hank Pym in the back pocket? He can be Yellow Jacket, he can be Giant Man, he can be Ant-Man. It doesn't matter as long as he's Hank Pym and he's a 
Fucking asshole. Hang <laughs> on, we need a, a serial killer for our burgeoning popular animated television show on Disney+. Plus. Oh, God, I'll give you Hank Pym. Oh, yeah, oh. well done. You've spoiled that, Ben. And, Ben, anyway, so what are we talking about? Yeah, it's... um. How, what character could you possibly find who could be a flesh-eating zombie but somehow make him the worst of them? He, yeah, Put in flesh-eating yeah. zombie spousal abuse. So I, I think the, the crux of that, if you really want to get into that character, is it's, it's, his, it's his leaps of logic and justification for making himself a good man. I think mm, that's what sits so uneasy in the stomach. Aside from eating your own zombie flesh. Aha, uh-huh, because that's very unpleasant, apparently. Apparently. Wouldn't mm. know I'm not a zombie. No. Wink. Allegedly. A winky wink. wink. <laughs> Little wink. I can see your teeth, Ben. Your yes. lips have fallen off. That was me clicking my teeth there and yeah. a lovely little bit of horrific ASMR for the listener. Mm. They won't like it. But I, I think probably what rubs people so so wrong is he's like, I'm a good guy. Me. Yeah. I'm yeah. a good guy. Look, I'm a good guy. I've got Black Panther here, most of him at least. Yeah, and then the the part of it that really rubs the wrong way is the is that my old friend Black Panther, my my old pal, my old I don't know why I give him that voice, but in my head that's what Hank Pym sounds like. He's just a really old colonial dickhead. It's yeah, it's gross. It's gross and horrible. Yeah. Um let's talk for a moment, Ben, about the what what's the word I'm looking for? The tone of it. Let's talk about the tone, the tonality, the color of it. It's bizarre. Yeah. And I mean, in in a way, very well um, realized, because I do feel that this is the tone that one Roberto Kirkman was going for. Oh, yeah. No, he nails what he was going for. Well, who are we to say what he was going for, Ben? But if what he was going for was like a blasé-ness about horror that is in itself so blasé that it is worse than the horror... Yeah. It's it's very well created and realized in that sense. See, that's the thing. I don't think I don't think it's a badly written comic. Right, go on. Right? Yeah. I think mm. in terms of using the characters they once were, in terms of leveraging what we love about those characters to in turn make us go, Oh Jesus Christ, I don't know if I can keep reading this. Hmm. It's done very well. Like Marvel came to Robert Kirkman and said, "Here, come here, come here." Yeah, unnervous. Unnervous. Yeah, Grant. Yeah, I will <laughs> try and stop me. And it seems to have worked for a lot of people, Michael, because this universe has persevered. It's very, 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 very popular. I would say one of the most popular concepts Marvel has come up with in the last twenty years. I I can't disagree with that. I I think we are in the minority of people who. Mm. Are just like, ew, no, gross and horrible. Gross and horrible, I don't have the time or the inclination for it. So, you know, the tone, as you said, is very strange. Mm. Because it's the quips, it's the teamwork, it's the working towards a common goal that we've come to expect from the Avengers. Yeah. Only this time... They've got nasty teeth and they're eating people. And they're gross and horrible and there's a bit of Magneto sticking out of Bruce Banner. And it's weird because at the same time we commiserate with some of them or we feel for some of them. Like Bruce Banner's having an awful time. Not a very good time at all. He can't bloody move. Hulk eats Hulk's weight in food and then Mm. reverts to Bruce Banner who is about the weight of Hulk's food. Yeah, and the bits stick out of him. But he doesn't die, Ben, because no one dies because it's horrible. 
because it's horrible. And a lot of those characters are faced once they feed with the existential crisis of, please kill me. Hmm. I'd rather be out of this mess. Thank you very much. Um, Especially me, Spider-Man. I've only got one leg. And then the smart lads are like, don't be such a bloody dolt. We can't. Yeah, it's... It seems like the smarter you are, the bigger a prick you are. Uh, yeah, apparently egotistical nature is bloody mm. sharpened to a point. Yeah, the old Hank Pym and the Tony Stark, two of the worst lads. One of the interesting things that I found, Michael, in in issue three or four, I can't remember which one. One of the middle ones. Peter Parker chills out with Luke Cage outside of the science room. Peter Parker's a very smart boy. Yeah, they didn't really lay, lean into that in this, did they? No, they didn't at all. He sits outside with Luke. Having said that, Peter Parker, historically in comics, has a tendency to downplay his own abilities. There was a very famous, I can't remember where it was, Ben, but there's a very famous early Marvel comic where the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, uh, Doctor Strange, they're all fighting Galactus. It might have been Galactus's second appearance. Oh. And Spider-Man and Daredevil swing along. And realise they're out of their league and just have a sit down on the side of a building and watch. Spider-Man's not out of his league with Galactus. He's got super No, strength. yeah, no, Yeah, that's what I'm kind of saying. It's a little bit weird. Like if Hawkeye's there, Spider-Man can help. Yeah, what's that about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, there is a kind of precedent for that with Spider-Man. Of not putting himself in with the big hitters. Because he is a heavy hitter, Michael. He'll punch you real hard. He'll punch you real hard, Michael. He can fuck yeah. Captain America up. I've seen him do He'll it. Punch- He'll punch it to death. Benjamin. Yeah. For what all you were saying earlier about not much happens. So much happens. <laughs> because then it's all about the power cosmic and Silver Surfer showing up and being a very smooth man with no features. Yeah, that was a that was a So it's interesting. It's a pre Galactus universe that this is yes, set in. It's the sixties. Um, sorry? It's the sixties. It's the sixties, which explains the costuming. Everyone's wearing their classic costumes, Ben. But yeah. you have a theory, and I'm going to say this in your words while doing an impression of you. Okay. Oh, I think that it's in the 60s, so they're in their classic costumes to really represent the purity of the characters boiled down to their most core concept and then corrupted. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's what makes it so horrific, Michael. We've talked about it before. My voice yeah, yeah. is deeper than yours in an everyday sense. So you can cling oh, on to that weird no, and mean Come representation on. of me. That's fine. You can have that, Michael. That's how you sound in my head. <laughs> the fact is, if I really wanted to, Michael, I could do this podcast on your mic from where I'm sitting. All I'd have yeah, to do is very loud. Outside. Very loud. Very loud. Um, Sometimes I but think yeah, then, no, that this podcast uh, That was the theory you. that I put forward on... Uh, the latest episode of Sherlock Listen, the podcast that takes a pop of culture, Michael. Nailed it. Um, I think setting it in the 60s really emphasizes the corruption that this virus has wrought. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you just said in, in a frankly unnerving uh, impression of me. Um, yes, it's d- I'm still doing accurate. it. I'm still doing it. Ben has got up and left the, the actual Ben. This is just me having a conversation with myself now in my incredibly accurate Ben voice. Ben. Yeah. So what what's your feeling on the whole going cosmic side of things? It's, it's classic Kirkman. It's classic Kirkman. We both said it at the same time, isn't it? This is why... This is why I always feel that Kirkman is so much stronger writing his own things. Because he is the kind of kid... Who would, you know, if if you if he shows up to your house and you say, hi, Robert, these are my toys. 
he'll go, oh, fantastic. Let's launch them all into the sun. <laughs> oh, okay, Rob. Um, Thanks a lot, Rob. Thanks, I Rob. liked some of them. You just it, can't it, trust him. It's interesting that you say that, Michael, because he's currently doing a what if for Image Comics. Their version yes. of a what if. Oh, go on. And it's the Walking Dead versus aliens in space. Oh, that's interesting. Can the walking can the aliens become Walking Deads? No, they can't. The aliens are responsible for the virus that brought about the Walking Dead. Ben, get out of here. Yeah, it's weird. Rick Grimes has like a lightsaber. It's weird, man. Benjamin, Rick Grimes is in it and he's got a lightsaber. Yeah, so it's set it's 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 an alternate universe that is set Exactly after Rick gets out of the hospital in the Walking Dead universe, only all his compatriots have kind of survived. Yes. And it turns out it was aliens all along, and some of them Benjamin. have been augmented into weird cyborgs. It's such a weird I am disin- disinclined to finish this podcast now because I want to go and read that. <laughs> we'll end up covering it on this podcast at some point. But that it, sounds very exciting. It's very Kirkman. Oh, what we do now? Space. Yeah, what's the maddest thing we can possibly do in the first five issues? Let's have them eat Galactus. Let's have them eat Galactus. Yeah, let's have Hulk bite off Silver Surfer's head, even though he's a very smooth man with no features. And then, I didn't like Silver Surfer, Ben. Silver Surfer was just a dick, because he's the herald, you see, before he becomes the the liberated herald with a conscience. Mm, Because he didn't meet the Fantastic Four, you see. He didn't meet the Fantastic Four. Also... Also, in fairness, if you were having a little surf around that planet, you'd probably look at it and go, these are a bunch of a-holes. Yeah, yeah. It would probably be good to kill them all. Probably be good to wipe these these fuckers out. Probably. Yeah, yeah, get rid of them. Get rid of them entirely. What I wanted to know, Michael, is if Galactus had succeeded in eating the planet, would Mm -hmm. he have been infected? I think he would have found them quite distasteful and gone, do better, surfer. Do better. Yeah, Benjamin. Yes, I liked what happened with the symbiote. What happened with the symbiote? Hang on. The symbiote said, "Fuck this, I'm out," because the symbiote didn't <laughs> like being on Zombie Eddie Brock. It just left. It just went. I'm out of here. Fair. Not a suitable host was, anymore. You see. Yeah, I thought that was very good, Ben. Ben, a lot of the characters just disappear. In in what sense now, Michael? Well, where do so at the end, it seems like six of them have got the power cosmic. Yes. Where'd all the others go? They ate them. Did they? I don't know. Um, did they eat Daredevil? Where did Daredevil go? Uh, yeah, so the, the six that we're left with is Luke Cage. Yeah. Ant-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. Wolverine. Hulk. Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. Who else? Hulk. Hulk. The Hulk. That's Hulk. it, isn't it? That's the... Is Thor there? Thor could be I there. And they're in little Galactus remember. jumpsuits. Yeah, they're in little Galactus outfits, man. They've got their little Galactus cosplays on. Yeah. And they're going off to the Comic-Con in space. Um, to eat people. Um, mm. And yeah, so we're left with those. I think it's explained in comics later on when they expand that universe. Various comics came along, Michael, afterwards to kind of flesh out what happened at, on, at the turning point for a yes, lot of these that's heroes. that's not really relevant to us, is it? It's not at all, but I think it was probably fleshed out then. But yes, it would seem that only certain people got the power cosmic. Mm, Perhaps only certain aren't... heroes could channel the power cosmic, Michael. I don't think so. I don't think it's anything like that. I don't think it's anything as complex as that. I think he just got fed up drawing them. Fair. 
She's just like, there's too many. Yeah, six, six of them are going to get the power cosmic. The rest died in the battle off screen. Benjamin. Yes. My greatest joy in this comic was seeing my favourite characters, the Acolytes. Who were the Acolytes, Michael? Yeah, I didn't care about the Acolytes, Ben. The Acolytes were a Magneto uh, sub-story, side story from the late <laughs> 90s. I think the most famous was Fabian Cortez. Terrible and- name. Well, I think that's an actual person's name, Ben. So if you're if you're a listener called Fabian Cortez, you feel free to hop up on the Discord and do that impression of Ben. Have you just turned on a very bright light? I have, yes. Oh, I thought you were being overwhelmed by the spirit of Christ. No, it was the power cosmic, Michael. <laughs> the power cosmic is shining on you, Benjamin. Uh, the acolytes were Magneto's acolytes, and um, they had Fabian Cortez and they had the other guy who used to be a crusader and he's like one of the most powerful mutants and they all wore purple, red and yellow and uh, uh, Colossus joined them for a while and they oh, lived yeah. on Asteroid M with Magneto. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. and they're back. And they're back. Oh, I don't know any of them. I can't remember any of their names. And yeah. they have a weird side plot with uh, with Black Panther and oddly cured wasp. <laughs> Black Panther just fucks one of them up by throwing wasps in. Them as well. Just throws it, yeah. Just like self defense. <laughs> there's no reason either. Black Panther could easily disable that man, but what he does instead is like, have a fucking zombie. Have ah. a zombie. Here, have a zombie. Why don't you? And, and that's not very smart because then you've got another zombie on your hands. Mm. But I think at this stage they've reached kind of zombie saturation. Yeah, but I think what's it's like, the deal with that, Michael? It's zombie saturation, Ben. So <laughs> what? It just stops. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter anymore. More zombies makes no difference. It's uh, like uh, it's like if someone is caught in a hurricane and you spray them with a water pistol. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It's pointless yeah. at that point. Yeah, it's like, oh no, water pistol. I hope it's not acid. T'Challa's an interesting one because he represents, I, I think he represents the zenith of the horror that can be achieved by these people because arguably it's yes. Hank Pym's scientific mind that has driven him to cutting him up so as not to get infected. It's got mm. nothing to do with a zombie virus. Hank no. Pym starts pontificating on the taste of human flesh and whether even if he cures himself, he's going to stop. Mm. Some of the others say that as well. It, it really divides into the good zombies and the bad zombies. I mean, Peter Parker and Luke Cage seem to be broadly the good zombies. <laughs> and Banner. There is such a thing. But then Hulk and the rest are just complete arseholes. There's not much character development for the likes of Wolverine. No, he just or cuts even, his own arm off at one point. Even Iron Man, really. Yeah. Iron I mean, Man's a real he, dick. He's a real dick, but the villain of the piece is undoubtedly capitalism. No, um, Ant-Man. Ant-Man is just... He's... I, I suppose in a sense, Michael. And I enjoy mm. doing this, because I just enjoy doing this. It's a very colonial narrative, isn't it? Go on. Well... At the end of it, Michael, what they do is they eat yeah. up all their own resources and they go, right, yeah. let's expand, boys, but let's not do it in a peaceful way, being like, here, come here, give us a few of your resources. It's more of right. a, hi, we're here, gimme. Off we go into space to conquer new lands and eat everybody. And they use advanced technology that other people don't have access to. Mm, I, do, I don't really read it that way, to be honest. I read it more about, like, zombies and whatnot. Benjamin. Yeah, go on. Um, What was I going to say? What did you think of the artworks, though? It's perfect for the comic that we're reading, isn't it, really? It's certainly gross and horrible. It's certainly gross and horrible, Michael, and it's consistent. Mm. Yeah. The artist, Ben, Sean... Sean Sean Phillips. Sean Phillips. He got his start on 80s girls comics in the UK. Did he? (laughs) 
so it's no wonder he wanted to draw gross and horrible zombies. Yes, perhaps a watershed moment for young Sean Phillips. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I can't draw another model or kitchen or whatever is in girls' comics. <laughs> zombies. <laughs> I'm just drawing zombies now. Zombies with no lips and robots. Robot legs. Not sure why not. Do you know any characters with robot legs? If you know them, stick them in this and give me some characters who don't normally have robot legs and I'll give them robot legs. Yeah, I'll just get, I'll start grafting limbs on. <laughs> Anyone who wants them is getting robot legs. Everybody, you get a robot leg. You get a robot leg. Yeah, you yeah, get a robot yeah. leg. Yeah, yeah. Benjamin. Yeah. It It is... I don't know about the art though. It's kind of, it does have a muddy mid 2000s-ness to it, doesn't it? I I think it was right on the cusp, Michael. We've talked about this before, in between traditional and digital art taking Go over. On. Um and it's right in the cusp of that and one of the casualties of that interim period is muddiness. Mm. Very hard. One of the problems that a lot of of artists had at that time, Michael, is the colors would come across too vibrant. Right. Go on. So if you were if you were doing say a grim reimagining of the Marvel universe after you took all the hope and joy out of it, just sucked mm. it out through a straw, yeah, and put zombies in, it'd be fairly difficult for you to have big bright colors in it, wouldn't it? Because it just wouldn't match tonally. Hmm. Yeah. So what's your suggestion? So what he did was he muddied it up, but he over he overcorrected, Michael. He overcorrected. Hmm. He over muddied. He over muddied. Um, or maybe he didn't, but whoever the digital the digital colorist was. Yeah, um, and it's interesting. The one, the one thing that stuck out to me, Michael, more than anything, is Colonel America. Yeah, who was president at one point? He was the president. Yeah, These little changes. It's such a weird change, Michael. Mm, little changes. I liked. You know what? You know what? Little detail I liked yeah. that Thor wasn't worthy of Mjolnir, so he just uh, taken up a bit of rebar with some concrete on it. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I like that. And then when he hits Silver Surfer with it, it shatters, obviously. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? Because it's not Mjolnir. Yeah, 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 it's very good. I like that. There's little moments like that I liked and little moments like how smooth and featureless Silver Surfer was that I didn't like. Yeah, you didn't like those at all. Michael, come here to me. Come here to me. Go on, the go conclusion on. of this here comic. Yeah. Where the Acolytes return to Earth with Janet Pym in an exoskeleton. Yeah. Um, She's fine now. She got better. Yeah, she's grand now. We've somehow fixed all the problems. Um, a couple of things, right? I'm I'm going to mention the the what if episode, right? All right. And you're going to have to forgive me for five eighths of a second. But there are three okay. distinct moments that are copied in the what if episodes, and I thought it was great. Go on. Number one, head in a jar. Head in a jar. Classic in the what if episode, trope. it's uh bloody what's it? Uh, Paul Rudd. Hmm. In the comic, it's bloody Janet Van Dyne. There's the Bitten by Ant-Man in the TV series, Bitten by the Wasp in this comic. Yeah. Very, very good. And then finally, T'Challa's a snack for Wanda mm. in the in the TV series. And for bloody uh, Hank Pym in the, in the bloody thing. I just like that. But it's weird. What do you think of the expansion of zombiedom in this comic? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm not too. I don't like them. I don't like them, Ben. I don't want to be mates with any of them. No, I it, again, it unnerved me in just the right way because I was like, oh no, don't get off the planet. There's an extra bit of existential horror in it as well. That if you just stop being such a zombie all the time, you actually get better. Is there? Yeah. Well, you just stop. If if you just stop being a zombie, then you stop being a zombie. Huh? That's what happens to Janet. 
She just stops being a zombie. If you stop, yeah, if you just stop eating humans for a couple of days, you stop being a zombie. What? Yeah, that's how it works. Oh, that's awful. So if they could just control themselves, then they'd then they'd get better, like Janet. That's awful. Yeah. It's not very good, is it? Oh, that's so existentially unnerving. It's, it's existential horror, Ben, of the highest order. Does that mean if I stop eating people, I won't be a cannibal anymore? Uh, yes, entirely. Oh, cool. <laughs> but that's uh, that's nothing to do with the comic books. That's just the definition of cannibal. Oh, I didn't know that um, was an option. There is a support group for that, Benjamin. I have an email address. Do you, do you want to write it down there? Is it Armand? It's Armand Hammer <laughs> yeah, it's at cannibalismsupportgroup.com. <laughs> cool. I've jotted that down now, Michael. I've yeah, jotted that down. I, I'm concerned, Ben, that it's cannibalism support group, not recovering from cannibalism support group. <laughs> <laughs> they mm. just teach you ways not to get caught. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, come here to me. Come here to me. Come here to me. Come yeah, here to me. What? Just what? no, it's no good, Michael. Overall, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. unpleasant. It's mean. It's grim, gross, and horrible. Benjamin. Yeah. But but if you did like this, what else might you like? Oh, you could sink your teeth into a whole bunch of stuff, Michael. Um, Go on. Get yourself some Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah. If you want the moral questions that that raises, but in an even more intense way, get yourself in Twenty Eight Weeks Later and watch Robert Carlo. Yeah. Do his thing. Um, in terms of other zombie comics, I'm going to be controversial here, Michael, and not recommend um, bloody The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead's a little bit more thoughtful and considered and slow paced. Yeah, Black Hammer, I think, has moments of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the art is similar. The art is similar. Old mm. Man Logan is a similarly dark tone. Old Man Logan is a good shout. If you want like gross and horrible things happening to your Marvel characters. Something like Old Man Logan is probably a good call. Old Man Logan will fix you up there. Poor Old Man Hawkeye. Anyone where people are eating each other. Anything with Old Man in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of all I have. I wouldn't recommend people look for a similar tone to this. Well, <laughs> the other thing the other thing you could you could read if you like this was the loads more of this that there is. Yeah, the stacks of this that exist. I think Infinite it's up to volume stacks. 12 or something now. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross. I've read some of them, Ben, and we won't get into them here, but the next volume on from this mm. is just a direct follow-on. To the point where it's, you know, you, you essentially, you don't need to even stop reading. You could just read them all as one continuous story. I don't so, think I'd like to read that, Michael. Well, you don't have to, Ben. That's the joy of living in a free-ish society. Not if you do a podcast and your co-host No, like, then we have to read Get fucking them. read that. So join us in two weeks where we're doing Marvel Volumes Volume 2. Marvel Volumes Volume 2? Uh, Marvel Volumes, the classic Marvel tale. Marvel Volumes, where it's Namor's ability to swim around the sea for five issues. Wrap us up there, Benjamin. Right, so we thought it was gross and horrible. What did you think? You can get in touch with us a bunch of different ways. You can mm. find us on the interwebs at www.shomrabyug.com S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com You jump the means tiny room. Means tiny, uh, means tiny room in Irish. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Collecting Issues where I, I do not update or send updating in. There's no posts. You can also find us on our other Instagram uh, at Your Luxury Listen Podcast uh, if That's you want to get in touch with us where we might be a bit more active. Um, it's too confusing. Finally... Yes. Those are all well and good, Michael. But the best way to get in touch with your two favourite book club hosts mm. 
is get up on that Discord, baby. Oh, do you mean us? That's us, yeah. Oh, I thought it would be someone else. Oprah. Oprah. Um, I think Oprah probably has a Discord somewhere. And a book club. Yeah, she does, yeah. Uh, but you get up on that Discord, baby. We've got loads of people. We chat about stuff. It's a great time. Mm, sometimes. Ladies and gentlemen, join us in two weeks' time where we'll be taking a look at Once and Future, Volume 2, the weird, bizarre, modern, Arthurian legend, twisty-wisty, British mythology uh, thing by Kieran Gillen and Dan Mora. Oh, very exciting, Benjamin. I'm going to go watch Green Knight. Yeah, get ready for that. Nom, mm. nom, 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 nom. Delicious. Right, see you later. Bye. I'll see you next week. It's me, Ben. Ah!